You're listening to What the Business, the business podcast where I interview independent business owners about success, failure, and all the moments in between. My name is Josie Berg, and I'm your host. Hello, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of What the Business. I am stoked for this episode. You guys are going to love it. Um, Yeah, I don't want to say too much. Just enjoy. There's so much here to love. So dive in and enjoy this episode. And please remember to rate and review right now or when you're done on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about it. Enjoy. All right, welcome to the podcast today. I have Jenny and Tharcy of the Double J Collective. Um, They also have a million other things that they do, and they work for some incredible, very notable clients, and they do basically, I guess I should say what you guys do. They do video content and photography content for businesses, companies. Um, I noticed you worked for like um, Travel Alberta and some other places like that too. So that's really, really cool. Um, Why don't you guys just introduce yourself and tell the people who you are? Thank you for having us. Um, So the voice you hear right now is the voice of Jenny (laughs) J. The laughter is coming right from Tharcy. Yeah, my name is Jenny J and I have been doing this for the last uh, six going on seven years. Um, and in the last two years with Darcy by my side. So, and, um, sure. Yeah, sure. Thanks for intro, but like <laughs> I'm Darcy, but goes on Instagram by Shabatar. Um, also an editor, a videographer and second shooter for just as Jenny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and so how, when you started, mm-hmm. uh, the business, did was it just you what did it look like at the beginning versus now and talk about kind of where you started yeah so um i started the business back kind of unofficially in 2015 and then i officially registered it in 2016 um and when i started it was me myself and a whole load of ideas uh the idea of being a full-time creator um, and using like photography and videography to tell stories and do stuff for clients. Like it was such a dream. Um, I had one camera, I had my Nikon, uh, D5500, which is what I started shooting with. Um, and it eventually got upgraded to like the Nikon D610. And that was actually what I was using for the first like three and a half years of my business. Um, and then, yeah, Tharcy and I met, we have, we have quite the love story. We are like partners to every, every degree of what that (laughs) means. Um, and then in, in August of 2019, um, that's when Darcy came on board and he had a great time, right? Darcy? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in August of 2019 is when, um, so for context, I guess you can say like he was working as a social worker. I don't want to speak for you. Go ahead. Oh, tell yeah. the people. Oh, like, so yeah, we left up the I-19. Yeah. What were you doing before? Mm, I was been an editor back in days since like high school. And then like financial ways, I wasn't like, steady enough to buy a camera so i didn't have that so i was school's free offering like photoshop for editing and everything so i just say stick to the software in a sense and then um i just became a social worker then next time next time i know i fell in love with jenny 
So there's a, there's an opportunity opened up. So I'm like, you know what? Wow. I always wanted it. Now it's just like all the equipment that I have. So let me just go focus on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he'd always been doing editing. Um, and then the, the work actually inside of the business started to really grow in 2019. Um, and uh, I didn't ask you to quit. I just... She I just me, pointed she out me. that, like, <laughs> in terms of like what could make sense for the business, it would be a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I, I still remember, like, um, I've, I've pretty pretty much come from my shifts, my like shelter shifts, and then come come home. She'd be like, "Can you edit?" So I'll be staying all night editing, and then go back to shift next day. I'm like, "This is ridiculous. I can't do it. Like, this is like I'm tired in the morning. I'm not doing this." Yeah. So in August of 2019, he joined full time. And and then and then, yeah, we've been doing it full time together ever since. So um, it definitely started with me, but now I couldn't imagine it any other way. Nice. That's awesome. So that's hilarious. I feel like that happens to a lot of couples because there is this like pull because you're like, Hey, look how great this life could be. We can <laughs> double hook. our income. If you come on board, we can get more work done. The hook. <laughs> it's, it's a great opportunity for us as yeah. a unit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so where does the name, I'm curious, just personally, where does the name the double J collective come from? Nothing to do with me at all. <laughs> it's actually really funny. Someone someone asked, he was like, so double J means the both of you, right? And I'm like, it, no. it works really well for the both of us now. <laughs> like, it's not the bad thing. Um, It actually comes from, like, like my name is Jenny J. Like, it's a double J. Oh, okay. Like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't want it to be my name itself, mm-hmm. but I wanted it to be a play on, like, you could understand that I was the person behind it. She's a good person. Yeah. Like, want me to change my name to J? I'm like, no. I was like, I, Darcy J would be like, you could just take my last no. name. No. <laughs> so yeah, that's where that's where it comes from. And then collective. Um, I called it a collective because at the time, I, I mean, not even at the time, I still am very much a multi-hyphenate, like multi-passionate person. Um, so the collective was like the collective of all the creative work of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, obviously, it actually is a collective. Like it's a collective yeah. of people um, that are on my team, and we work together to tell stories and and do that. But it were it, it really future proofed itself. Really mm-hmm. well. Yeah, no, I like that. That's actually really good. It's good because it's so simple. Mm-hmm. You don't need it like intricate name. The simplicity it just works. Yeah, and it wouldn't have like I think a lot of people at the time were doing like creating photography businesses off their own name, mm-hmm. and I was like Jenny J Photography. Me. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that it's a bad thing, but for me, the multi hyphenate <laughs> passionate person that I was, I was like Jenny J Photography is just too limiting. Like I need no, that's I fair. something that allowed the space yeah. for it to grow. Yeah. Well, you got to do you got to like trust your gut and do what feels right for you. That's totally fair. Actually, my partner and I were just talking at lunch and he was asking me why I well, for context, I was telling him about I don't know if you've heard about the Haley Page dress thing like she doesn't own her name anymore in business. I was business. Like, oh, yeah. telling you oh, about yeah. last night. Yeah. 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 She doesn't own the the rights to That's her pretty, name. Pretty yeah. So I was telling him, he was like, well, why did you pick your name? And I was like, well, I actually never wanted to because it's the same reason. Like people scared me when I went to school. They were like, don't have it be your name because if something goes wrong, like you could lose everything associated yeah. with your name. And But it just like I never could think of something and Josie Nicole just stuck. So it's kind of hilarious, but it is super trendy to do just your name. <laughs> yeah. 
And I mean, the, the idea of like personal brands and building something mm-hmm. off your name is, is real, clearly yeah. like it exists. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's where it comes from. So talk a little bit about when you first started your first few clients, what did you do to get them? Um, how did you get them? What, what were they? Just talk a little bit about that. So my first few clients and Tharsi's first few clients were very different. Oh, yeah. So maybe maybe you want to start off with what your first few clients look my, like. My first yeah. few clients are amazing, honestly. I had a great time. With your first few clients? Yeah, I had a great time with them. What? Wait, which ones are you talking about? Because I have a different <laughs> story that's going on in my head. Um, yeah, my first few clients and your first few clients. Oh, you talking were... last year or? Yeah, I'm talking about like 2019. Oh, 2019. First, it was like first a... few clients. Like, you know, the first editing project that I gave you, that one was a, a good one. Oh, the first editing was good. The first client was good. But um, it's like, Fahim? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, like that was like, <laughs> I felt like it was my buddy of mine. He's like, call, contact him. Hey, man, we feel free to take a photo. It's COVID. Can you do it for me? I'm like, all right, sure. Whatever. Next thing I know, I had a car accident. My car got dam- damaged in the parking lot. Just this shoot. Oh no! Yeah, while I come back from shoot, I got one of the guy. I got a, I got a, like one of the one of the person on the parks. Hey, buddy, do you drive a Honda? I'm like, yeah. What happens? He goes, there's someone just hit you around. I'm like, oh my god. Um, and then oh, on top no. of that, we definitely did not get paid. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> enough for that. So what what happened was, um, like while I already had established a business. And like a lot of like client intake comes from me. Like I will have the client calls and mm. go through a process. Um, Tharsi is connected to a very different community that doesn't, you know, like in the community, like there's no like emails back and forth. It's no. more like a, a quick call, a text, like, mm-hmm. hey, are you available? Oh, yeah. What's your name? <laughs> way easy, but way easy. Way different. And like you said the numbers, like how much? $400, say, for example. All right, let's do it. Day, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's the communication. It's like when I'm getting, that's it. Versus me, like, and my process is like, here's the emails, please fill out this form, like, yeah. very, very different. So um, the first few people that actually came, like, through Darcy, I was like, you know what, those are your clients. They DM um, me through Instagram, so I was like. Yeah, I was like, that's going to be your first few clients. Like, I, it's not even, like, through the business. Like, that's, like, just for you as a person. And, like, let's see how this goes. Um, versus, like, for me, when I first started, I was still really stuck in a student mindset. So when, when I first started, like back in 2015, like the first two clients, I undercharged so much because I think also, uh, like where, like I originally like went to Western university, um, and, um, what students can afford is just so different to the industry. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there are students who want to get headshots and like to, to break into their field and to start creating stuff. And like the idea of like money mindset and figuring out what you're worth when I was so used to just working with like the students who were my friends was so hard. So my first year of like being a business owner and like doing like charging people, so many people got so much out of me for so little money. Um, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't actually until I think like the third year. So coming into like the end of 2018 when I was like, okay, like, I, this is my full time now. Um, I need to charge what I need to charge because otherwise I can't afford like anything. And like mm-hmm. we were starting things together and like we were like, okay, we have to be, it has to look different than how it's yeah. before. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think there's value in going through that process though and realizing like, 100%. oh, this is not making me enough money. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's why I think I, I like joke about like his few first few clients because he, he had like two of them and he was like, absolutely not. No more. <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. 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 It takes that one job where you're like, I've spent so many hours for how little money? <laughs> what? <laughs> and also, sorry to interrupt. I also had a client. One, like one of my buddy called me. He's like, "Hey, let's do. Can you do branding shoes?" I'm like, "Sure, okay." Like, I set the code, and I'm like, "This is what I'm offering." And then also, I said, um, "I'll offer." Um, it's in the in the package. Is offering um, license for your photos. He's like, "Why? Why don't you license for photo?" I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "I'm done talking to you, bro." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm done talking to you." <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's very, very, very different depending yeah. on who the who the audience is and who the clients are, oh <laughs> where they're coming from. <laughs> so different. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, but it's kind of cool now. I assume like you probably both bring in different clients, and it allows you to do different work, which is, I mean, a creative stream. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, like the the community that I'm connected to tends to be a lot of um you know women both like cis and trans who are creating businesses who are doing the work that they do that are building brands um and very much in the entrepreneurial space which is amazing um and then some of the work that we've done like one of the clients that we got through Tharsi was uh a Samadhi Buddha. it was a Shlangen festival not a festival it was like more like a Pirisar morning yeah so yeah. like it's the coming of age for like uh, young Tamil girls like there's a huge ceremony and it's basically okay. like as big as a wedding um in terms of like uh what the content is like that you're filming and, and creating yeah but there, it, it's I I the closest way I could describe it is like the Tamil version of a bar mitzvah okay yeah um, but but yeah we can do like some things like that that are really in line with our culture mm. and like mm -hmm. the communities are connected to process looks different what the content looks like is really oh, yeah. different <laughs> Um, the editing to contract. Editing, yeah. editing style is super <laughs> different. A contract, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the, that's true. the color style, so oh so different. But really cool to do like different stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, do you mostly do branding? Is that kind of your niche or your most common job? What's your yeah? Um, what do you get the most of? A lot of the work that we do is based in either branding or storytelling from mm. like a very marketing centered way. Okay. Um, so any sort of like visual storytelling, usually with either business, like uh, with larger corporate co clients or with small business owners is kind of the world that we're in. Uh, we just also love love. Uh, so if um, like clients that we know, like recommendations through like people we're connected with um have weddings or things like that we'll also mm -hmm. do that mm -hmm. um i just enjoy those stories i think i think yeah. we've had a lot of fun on those weddings 100 um so we'll, we'll sometimes do stuff like that but it's always rooted in the story instead of it just being like filming to film or yeah client. yeah for sure so how did you get started did you always want to do um video and photo for businesses or did you start somewhere else what led you into the branding and storytelling world? <laughs> mm, I think we did like what, 19, 2019, we went ham on like video, right? Like, yeah. Right, yeah. In 2019, we did a lot of it. For me personally, I always wanted to be a creator. That I think has been like undeniable. Um, whether it was writing, whether it was editing, whether it was creating, like I 
like have begged my parents to like support the idea that I would be a photographer for a really long time. We're not working on my side. Uh, yeah, our, our my family. Parents, my, my side, my family want like me to be. They want to hear a doctor, engineer, not like a photographer. Like, there's no money in there. Why do you want to choose that career? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it was, like even my dad, like they're my parents are really supportive. But mm-hmm. like when I was 13, I remember being like, "Dad, I'm gonna be a photographer," and he's like, "You're gonna make money doing what now?" <laughs> um, so there's definitely like a lot of those kind of conversations. I think we both even had. Yeah, I used to get that too. Yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah, for me, I've always known. But Darcy's had a wild journey yeah, of yeah. his career. Um, he's been in an actual in a very different industry than me before he decided to join right. full time. Um, like my brother owned like a couple of businesses and he his business like failed in a sense but I don't know probably the way he didn't maintain it and then I'm I was like my buddy's like he's like he always want to get me involved I'm like buddy no I'm, gonna have, I'm going to school right now I can't just drop out of school like does I need to finish it I also had to pay back if I don't finish it like come on who's going to pay for OSA? <laughs> Like that's a big thing so I just stick to my career and then follow through pretty much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah until you until you did this until I did this mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think there's like a lot of pressures when you're that young Mm -hmm. coming out of school, like there's, or coming out of high school, even going into, you know, post-secondary or starting your career. I feel like the conversation for my generation was a lot different than it is now already. Um, Just that like school's important. You must focus on, yeah grades numbers doing well <laughs> right and your parents want the best for you like the intention comes from a really good place mm-hmm. the unfortunate yeah. part is these industries tend to have a really negative connotation with how much you can make or the profitability or like yeah. what success actually looks mm. like so I think also from like a cultural background it's a little oh, bit yeah. of an uphill battle for us or has been but now that we're like we're good and we have been like here are the numbers here's the yeah. proof we've done the thing um, I think it's easier. Yeah, for sure. You can be like, look, it's good. We're good. We're, yeah. we're doing it. <laughs> According to them, it's like, like as a, as a brown, like brown family is like to them, it's like, he had a like big house, a nice car. Like you dress up nice. That's where you're well set off until then. Even like you live in a condo, you're well rich as hell, but they don't care about that. That you like, you got to show off into the world that you are rich. He's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so messed up. It's like, yeah. But yeah. The goal is we're doing it the way that we want yeah, to on true. our own terms. Mm-hmm. So I think that's yeah, okay. yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, if you're happy doing what you're doing, you're just gonna do it that much better for that much longer. And there's it's just cyclical into every other aspect of your life, right? So that's cool. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about what you do to get your current clients, because you know, as a wedding photographer, it's fairly straightforward how people get wedding clients, but. Um, Obviously, as someone who works with companies like government, um, what's your, what do you do? <laughs> um, to be honest, all of our photography and videography clients come from word of mouth. Like, I'm mm-hmm. really blessed for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a sign that we must be doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the we don't, I, I have another side now since COVID in terms of like education and storytelling, consulting and coaching that I do. That is very different. But mm-hmm. in the world of photography and videography, um, my intention when I first started and something we still continue doing mm-hmm. is trying to really, really center the clients and making sure they feel really, really good about it and the work can speak for itself. And mm-hmm. 
that has very tangibly translated into the recommendations and referrals that we get. So I'm blessed in that way. Um, But I think most successful creators actually will tell you that's usually how people come to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a very common answer to this question, I think. Mm. And I mean, it just reiterates how important managing your clients expectations are um, so that you know, you can exceed them every time like having those structures in place are really really key um what like what are some things you guys do to do that in order to just like blow your clients away every time um I think it actually started with the first few times when like I at least got it wrong because uh, we were, <laughs> mm-hmm. we were yep. so fast that I didn't realize like how many things I had to start putting in place. We learned a lot together oh, yeah, in 2019. Um, in 20, yeah. like for context, like from 2018 to 2019, we like 10 X our top line revenue. Uh, so the wow. clients we had <laughs> like massively grew Um and yeah, we just realized we were going to start putting a lot more buffer time in terms of what we told the deliverables mm, would be yeah. like, you know, because you forget, like we're humans, like we have life stuff that comes up, we want to have weekends off and boundaries. And uh, I think like, initially, when we were working, we were operating on um, creating, creating boundaries and expectations around our best selves. Um, but once we've optimized for what happens if we're having hard weeks mm-hmm. um and your premiere crashes and premiere crashes <laughs> and your computer doesn't work and suddenly like uh, you need like an extra like 72 hours to figure shit out like mm-hmm. is your client still waiting for you yeah. and so like now Thursday's like, what deadline did we give them? Did we give them us like enough time? Like he was like, don't do this. And then like, if you over deliver, if we're like something like, oh, this was a really good week. We actually True. have everything ready for you. It's all done. We're so excited. Here's, here's everything. Um, then we can actually blow it out of the, mm-hmm. the park. Um, and I think the other part too is communication. So one thing I'm really grateful for is now um, I have a team member that can handle most of the communication mm-hmm. and inbound inquiries. Uh, so we can spend more time actually creating or editing, editing. <laughs> Darcy does a lot of the editing now. Like I don't even do as much ed- editing as I used to. Like it's really mostly him now. Um, it's fun. Sit it, there and watch the monitor. <laughs> it, it's better than some of the construction projects that we're also oh doing in our personal lives. Right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, I think those are the things that really help us create, create that. And that's mm-hmm. for our clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think that's super important. And yeah, I love that. Um, so my next question is about kind of your employees, because it's actually really cool um, as someone in the like photo video world to see um, you have so many employees. Um, that's really cool. It's a, a much more rare, not uncommon, but most definitely not as common as um, just a solo person doing it all. Um, how did you, what was that transition like figuring out, okay, yeah, I think we're ready. We need to hire more help and then searching for these people, making sure they fit. Just talk a little bit about what that process was like from kind of A to Z. I was the first employee here, so. Yeah, you were, you were, <laughs> yeah, you were nice. the first actual first. official employee. <laughs> and then right after he came on, I was like, oh my God, there is so much. There was so <clears throat> much. And me personally, like, I think the, the first decision came from really recognizing uh, where my weaknesses are. 
And my weaknesses tend to be like communication gets really hard for me when I'm overwhelmed with stuff to do. Because to me, I prioritize doing the stuff over mm-hmm. being my inbox. Yeah. Um, and I really recognized that. Like, I was like, it's so hard to reply to emails. Like, it's so hard to do that. But it's also not fair for the client, right? Like, it's not fair for a client to send a message or for people to want to inquire and for them to feel like I don't care enough to respond back. Mm-hmm. Um, so the very first thing, like when he came on at the beginning of August <clears throat> and then in the end of August, I was like, okay, I need help. I need someone who's going to help monitor this <laughs> inbox. Someone to respond to things. Um, I first hired like a contractor VA. It didn't work out. Uh, okay. She was with us for like three months mm-hmm. and then abandoned us. <laughs> It's just like, I don't know. Oh, no. She just, she just like completely Singing ghosted. Shit. No, she was, she was, it was a lot. Um, but it was, it was really cool to, to realize like, okay, like now we know what mm-hmm. works, what doesn't. Um, you know, with contractors, it's hard because they also have other clients, they have other things. Um, and it also reaffirmed how important communication is at every, at every level, like even internally. Um, the next person so like when when she left um she like took a full break she actually has her own agency now and does her own thing um we actually hired someone who's still on our team but who does a lot of the marketing now for the other side of the storytelling work that we do um but it was really cool and that's like someone who's become one of my really close friends um named ashima and she saw us through covid uh which was which was a whole different thing. Mm. It was like, first she came on to help like and support with all of this stuff. And all of a sudden we're like, well, we have no photography and videography clients. Uh, the world <laughs> is changing. We have no idea what's happening. Um, so that turned out to be, and continues to be one of the best investments I think I've ever made. Um, and then once like we transitioned into being able to shoot again, like this past summer, like in between all the, the many lockdowns, um, we actually very specifically define the role first instead of looking for the person. So that's where I think being able to say like, this is exactly what we need. This is the qualities and traits of the person who can do this kind of work and work with us. Um, There has to be someone who can communicate well with me because I'm usually the primary contact person, but flexible enough with like the way Darcy's communication methods are. and yeah, we ended up finding someone really amazing who's been like working with us for the last six months on that side of things. So it's been cool. It's definitely been a journey hiring or oh, yeah. even getting contractors or working with a team. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard. You still have to foster and build um, a space and mm-hmm. communication is and always, trust and- yeah, trust. Absolutely. When they have access to like basically all of you and your work. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's definitely a process and a journey, but it's been cool. Mm-hmm. And now, now that means I get to expand on the other side of things that I do, where Tharsi gets to continue running like the editing and creation side of like the photography and videography clients we have. Yeah, I love that. No, that's like such a key benefit to having like an employee or a contractor or whatever you, whatever they technically are, um, Mm. is that you get to really then focus on other things that can just like grow your business even more and just grow like your passions and your drive. And that's so cool. Um, I also love that you mentioned 
that you kind of defined the role first. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's probably a really good way to do it because there are so many like weird titles for these types of jobs nowadays because it's so common. Um, so yeah, I think that's really cool, um, that you did it that way, but yeah. Um, so I guess like when it comes to hiring these people, the training period, what's that like? Um, was it hard? Was it difficult? Uh, yeah. Talk about that. Um, so we have it outside of like for the creation side of things, it's always me and Tharcy. Mm-hmm. Um, the person who we hired on as part of our communications team, uh, Serena is also a photographer. So she actually came on for one of our shoots, uh, more recently, but, uh, what works really well is like her world and work is more so in writing and communications rather than the photography gets to be a bonus and what she likes. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's not necessarily joining us full time on that kind of side of things. Um, But instead, because of her knowledge of it, she can really understand that when she's like talking and sharing with our clients. And then the I think like the transition period was like three weeks of Mm -hmm. like, okay, like everything will take maybe twice as long as it normally does for me right now. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you have to learn things, you have to understand things. And I don't think we personally like have the most I don't think we have the most straightforward photography and videography business because there's so many things that we actually do and like facets to it now uh, because of how it's grown um, versus like maybe someone who has a more traditional like just wedding business or like Mm -hmm. just branding photography and videography. Uh, So there was definitely a transition period. Um, And then the next part of it that we've been working on right now is actually systematizing it. So what are the things where we can create templates? Like where can we automate it? Where Mm. can we continue to make it easier? So, so we spend less hours doing the stuff that takes up so much time, but isn't really the work that any of us really need to be doing. Yeah. Are you using any tools, online tools or resources for those automations? Yeah. We have, we have Asana. We yeah, have Notion. Okay. Uh, Darcy didn't love Asana when I oh tried to get it. I'd be like tagging him things at Asana. He was like, you can call me from the other room and just tell me <laughs> like what knock I have on the door to do. Say, hey, <laughs> You're like, absolutely do not tag me in Asana. <laughs> um, but, uh, we have Airtable now. Airtable mm. has been really cool. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of a lot of the online tools that exist. Yeah. Um, so we've just been playing around with a lot of it to figure out the system that works for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 no doubt. Some of them, some of the programs I find, depending on what it is, can take a while to, to get used to and set up. Yeah. Um, they're not as easy as just like setting up an Instagram page. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> um, so talk a little bit then about your coaching, because this is new. So I want to give you some time to talk about what it is, what you do, how you build the program if you're still building it <laughs> yeah so um when when COVID first hit I actually started with the video essentials lab um and that was with understanding because of COVID a lot of people had to create themselves and I wanted to give people as many tools as possible to make it easy and accessible for them without all the gear lingo and the tech uh, words that often mm-hmm. cloud a lot of these kind of trainings. Mm-hmm. So understanding the space that I'm in, like with a lot of like women entrepreneurs, um, a lot of it gets really complicated. I think like even when you're looking up YouTube, mm-hmm. if you're not from the world of like creating, 
so that was the very first training that I did. And um, even back in January before COVID, I really wanted to create a program around multimedia storytelling and multimedia creation. So Chapters of You was a program that I created that was like a year long process. Uh, the first round uh, launched back in September and now I'm in the second uh, round for the spring. Um, and I think it's going to be something that's like a, a spring session and then a fall uh, cohort where it works around the busiest season for photography and videography. Um, and it's really cool because, yeah, like there's so much more to creation. And I think you as a photographer know this, like photography and videography is one really powerful tool to tell stories. Um, we as creators know instinctively how to do that. Um, but now in the digital world, more and more people are getting to like use these tools to whatever degree to tell stories themselves. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, being able to create that was uh, less about necessarily giving you like, you know, here's what aperture is, here's what your frame rate should be, like not the technical <laughs> aspects, but instead like, how do we start thinking about multimedia storytelling with what you have access to mm -hmm. and, and how can you do that? So yeah, I really love it. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, the, the program is going to be something I think I continue to refine as I learn even like what really helps people, what do they hold on to? And I think, you know, the best educators are also the best learners. So I'm also constantly evolving, like how I understand storytelling in this age. And yeah, it's just, it's a new part. It's something that I hope to be consistent so mm -hmm. that I can focus on really continuing to be a storytelling educator and Tharsi gets to be the lead in like the creation side of our client work. Um, and then to really grow that as a business that exists outside of just um, kind of like the idea of a family business that is a lot of photography and videography companies. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so good. And I think too, that like the storytelling part of business is what's lost in the trendiness of the word brand right now. People mm -hmm. are so hung up on the, this word brand and branding. And I think what's being lost on a lot of people, not everyone, of course, but is that it is a story. You're telling a story. It's not your brand color. You know, yeah. sure, the color is great. You got to have it, whatever, move on. It's, it's really about you and, you know, your journey, your story as a business owner, your business's story or whatever um, the case may be. Mm -hmm. And I like to like teaching about kind of just starting with what you have. Cause I think it's easy. I mean, we live in a very consumer heavy world, so it's really easy to be like, I want the fanciest this or that, but sometimes it's just not needed. hundred percent. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like sometimes <laughs> we still get lost in it. There's like a new probe lens that we were looking at and we were like, oh, we really <laughs> want that. Um, but also you absolutely don't need it. You can tell powerful stories if you have access to a, a smartphone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I listened to one, just one photo podcast, and they don't get into gear stuff too much. But when they do, I'm just like, I got to just skip through it. Otherwise, I'm just going to get, ooh, a new Sony lens. What's that? <laughs> Shiny. <laughs> new. Yeah. Shiny obstacle syndrome is real. Darcy tells a lot of people that I get oh, yeah. caught up in that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so you did mention that the marketing and kind of bringing in clients for the coaching has been different or was different. Um, so talk a bit about what you've been doing for that, because I assume to some degree that, 
or at least the first one you mentioned where you're teaching people how to create their own while they can't really hire out. Um, I mean, I assume you kind of already have a clientele for that, but just talk a little bit more about marketing for this separate part of your business. Um, I think it's really just been about um, creating the right kind of content to attract the right kind of audience and also knowing how, yes, I have an audience that it kind of, it, the entrepreneurs are also the ones who who need to understand storytelling, but like, how can the messaging be different? Um, and yeah, I think like this kind of stuff involves more of the marketing stuff that you see inside of coaching programs or like online, like uh, educators. Um, there's definitely more of the, like we test out stuff with Facebook ads and like things like that um, for the community that's already connected. I have an email list for the first time, like even before, like I had my list of clients, but it wasn't like an email list that I regularly emailed. Um, so I've been playing around with a lot more of that side of what marketing looks like. Um, does it absolutely work inside of photography and videography? Yes. Uh, is there like a really like non-existent correlation to that in my head sometimes? Also, yes. Um, but yeah, so doing more of, of that side of like online marketing um, for the storytelling stuff. And, and I, I know that I, I have the tools for like branding creation, understanding what the stories are. So just being able to put those into action, uh, Darcy photographs a lot of it. Yeah. Um, nice, it is nice. helpful to have a, a professional, um, <laughs> I will give that full <clears throat> disclaimer. Like we have the, we have the studio equipment, we have like obviously the gear to be able to uh, re record high quality like content mm -hmm. and creatives. Um, and a lot of times it's him trying to give me pep talks behind the scenes <laughs> um, to create the like actual like content. Um, and he sees all of that. So that's really what that's been like. Well, that's just another benefit to having your partner be your, your life partner, be your business partner. <laughs> Helpful <Yeah>. pep talks. <laughs> Because I can speak personally to that my partner is not like in a creative business or anything like that. He's a lawyer. So sometimes I'll be like talking about these things and his responses. I'm just like, oh, no, I can't. I can't even like this is not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Very different worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I definitely think that there are pros and cons to either being in the same industry mm. and working together versus not mm -hmm. both has its pros and cons. Get that shot, get that shot. Obviously, <laughs> obviously we're very in each other's world now because we both are in it. Yeah, no, that's fair. There's, it's true. There's pros and cons to both. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, that's funny. So I always like to ask this one question. Um, I like to say work smarter, not harder. What's one thing you guys implement into your business? um to do to do just that mm. you have a lot of things actually yeah i, I said a lot of things like beforehand for what um from the beginning we had it we just went with the flow in a sense but then after later on we just like you know we need the music before the wedding if it's a really wedding or something that we need to meet the music beforehand so in order to we know like what we're we capturing and then we get on a call with the clients and go through details and exactly what they need because the end of the day is like you do a whole day and the next thing is like oh where's my mom and me or my mom, my aunt from that family and this family is like like what who's that mm -hmm. yeah so in that sense is like that that was good too what else we did we did i think we just did a lot of realizing like with every client that we had 
as we were continuing to grow, we realized mm-hmm. all the things that we could have done to save time. True. I mm-hmm. think like that's what like Darcy's speaking to is like, you know, things as simple as no, whether it's a wedding or it's for a brand being like before shoot day, this is one, two, three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. seven, eight that mm-hmm. we need to have. If you want this to go smoothly, um, this is what we recommend. And like, just realizing like, you know, especially for videos, like things like music beforehand to like set the tone of what we're going to create, um, really having the clear understanding mm-hmm. of, uh, what a client wants and, like it, it seems like very simple things I feel like and very obvious things and ob- like I think you do it no matter what um like when you have this kind of business but the intention behind it and how how much clarity you actually get on exactly what it is you need mm-hmm. continues to get stronger mm-hmm. so I think that really helps us work, yeah, work smarter it's this huge thing it's yeah. in terms like even in music for example it's like you don't like a soft soothing music and you're like they're doing like everything on 120 frame per rate sorry for that but like taking fast space and they're like like it's trying to slow it down or like what is that like how's that turn out to you know it was like yeah and trying to trying (laughs) to cut down trying to cut down as much as possible the review time Mm. uh Mm because i think like especially in the video side of things this is where we spend more time like photography is generally easier like you do a shoot you edit the photos there isn't that often like a huge round of like re-edits or mm-hmm. like changes like unless there's something very specific for aesthetic or mm-hmm. or whatever True. when you're working with a brand videos on the other hand are a different ball game mm-hmm. so we try to cut down the revision process as much as possible because mm-hmm. you don't realize how much time gets added up in like emails like things like this so we actually have like a software that allows you to put time-coded remarks right away because one thing uh, that we didn't that we didn't have that necessarily like in early 2019 and so you'd get like long emails with like oh and in oh this part can you change this uh, and in this part can you change that we still get that sometime we still get that we're yeah. like absolutely not we have a link you can we pay use for the software it. honestly like we pay for this bro software yeah no kidding you're like we pay for this thing just, yeah, use, just, it. just use it don't give us a long email list because then you're like you the literal hours that you spend mm. like okay where is this again mm-hmm. What do we have to change again? So yeah, I think like those are the the work work smarter parts that we yeah. incorporated. Yeah. Uh, that's been huge. <laughs> now that she's like, okay, we got a process. We got to give yeah. them the process. Let's go. Like, let's start from there. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, I think that like, well, I have a few a few things. Um, but yeah, like what say like family photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like I will grill my brides and grooms and couples. Just like hey please give me that list here's the word and then you know we our follow-up call right before the day I'm like okay give me names now because you don't think about it but like after the day you're gonna realize there was 10 people missing and you're gonna feel really bad so let's just do it now just take a second to think 100 and i've had couples do is afterwards like when you're the creative and they're like oh but what about i was like well if you didn't Mm -hmm. If we gave you, we yeah. gave you everything. Yeah. You want to be like, I told you so. Yeah. But then also like you still want them to feel good. So it's like, yeah, for sure. So, but I'm sorry, but I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had couples come back and be like, oh, you did mention it and we didn't do it. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I wish I could help you now, but I, <laughs> like, I really can't. So that's good. Cause I think it speaks to, again, just kind of that communication part and keeping it really clear with like, 
if you don't get us this list, this shot list or like for like a brand company, they might want product done, like a specific product list or yeah, like the family arrangements, you know, then things are going to get missed. And, you know, so giving your clients the opportunity to tell you everything they need from you right up front so that you can deliver exactly that. Uh, And I think that's applicable in many different businesses and just in different forms, it looks different. Um, But yeah, that's very, very true. And then I had a couple other points and now I've totally forgotten. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. It was about like review time giving or yeah I can't remember it was one of the podcasts I listened to and they said it was like it was a quote or something that goes something like this it's um choice is the killer of creativity or something so like if you give something like that if you give people more choice immediately like it's too much for their (laughs) brain to handle so as a creator, as a hired creator, you have to be the person making those choices, making those cuts as much as you can. Um, well, before. one thing that I also realized um, that I now do like right at the beginning is I also say like, I'm we're, like, we're the professionals, but how involved do you want us to be? Uh, mm. Because one thing that I also realized really fast, there is some kind of, there are some business owners, especially when you're working with brands, not necessarily, I think for personal creation, mm. but when you're working with brands and companies, some of them have a very strict, here are the guidelines we need you to work within. This is exactly what you want. Take your creativity, put it out the door. This is the content. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely mm. okay mm-hmm. with that. Darcy's okay with that. But you need to know that at the beginning, because if we spend all the time storyboarding things or planning things or coming up with stuff and then someone already has a clear idea, well, okay, we've wasted, we, we've spent a lot of time. Right. Um, and then the opposite too, if, if we don't realize that they need a lot of support, then sometimes we'd go in and be like, okay, like, yeah, you've got everything. And it turns out like, oh, like you definitely didn't have things you needed to support. <laughs> and the last thing you want to do is show up on a shoot day and realize there's so many important things that, you know, are missing because they actually need a lot more guidance. 100%. So yeah. It happened last year to end the last year. It did. It was supposed to be like one, one hour shoot become like four hour shoot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. just talking to them, like guiding them how to like just trying to work through like <clears throat> oh yeah. And then and then and then that's again like it's like how are we saving time and and mm-hmm. you know um there's an element of like, we're, we're always with every client figuring out what worked really well. And then like, where can we keep optimizing? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I really like that you asked that. I think that's a super important thing to think of. I've never thought of it that way either. Like just asking what their expectation is with your involvement. And Mm -hmm. that's super important. I could totally see that for businesses and companies. And I mean, obviously, as I mentioned, like you worked for like universities you worked for travel alberta there's a few like ndp i think was on your yeah there's a ton there's so many if but it's really anyone cool, goes right? to their website so, you'll be blown away <laughs> so uh, a place like western they have strict guidelines like yeah this is yeah the aesthetic this is what we want this is the shot list <laughs> go forth um shooting for ndp they were like go do your thing here here's we've created oh, right. a script cool. uh just we trust you go ahead what are your recommendations let's go so 
again, like you would think that because they're like bigger companies or institutions, like they have the same approach and it's totally different from oh, yeah. brand to brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really smart. I like that. Um, the next question is, do you outsource anything aside from your employees? Because <laughs> I realize that's mm-hmm. technically to a degree outsourcing. I think it was like it was supposed to like what 2020 and then COVID happened. So they end up like not happening in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like had a back-to-back wedding and they were like, how can you do that? And we like, didn't outsource it. Like, and then everything like turned upside down. That's yeah. It. And we were, we were uh, starting to play with the idea of what it would look like where I went to separate shoots and he went to separate one mm-hmm. um, on the same day. Cause we would, we got a lot of double bookings on certain days where sometimes yeah. it would be a brand and then sometimes it'd be a little like a smaller personal thing. Yeah. Uh, so we were definitely exploring what that could look like, but mm-hmm. the C word changed a lot. of <laughs> <laughs> Sure did. I know that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. finding you know people to be at a job for you mm-hmm. as your representative doing your work so that you can be somewhere else that's I've yeah I've played with that too a little bit and I mean I've offered it and no one's ever actually booked um and I've it's, you know it's tried because you really have to trust people yes yeah and yeah like the only handful of people that I do trust don't really do that or they're usually pretty booked so then it, yeah it's tough for sure but that like, is like a really smart way to kind of scale your business right so it's tough <laughs> and COVID sucks <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, um, sorry I feel like you got to bring the person involved to in a sense that like they're part of your team like show them up, up the front like on a camera like instagrams or whatever in order to show that you're the team then just build that trust in that sense mm-hmm. yeah well because you want the client to trust them just as much mm-hmm. as you do 100%. so that they can work really well together yeah yeah well even when when darcy first uh like quit his job and started working with me like before people used to expect just me at a shoot yeah. um and i think it took like I want to say like four to six months when people now can associate and be really comfortable with the fact that we both show up together. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first would be like, yeah, like it's myself and my partner Darcy. We're like, you friend. know, we're like, we're both, we're both doing this together. Um, and so even in that, even though he's my partner, like there is absolutely a level of like communicating that too, to be like, oh, this is also someone who creates from this company that you can trust and that is a part of creating for you. Mm-hmm. Also like showing up and showing the work ethic as well to like show the client, make the client happen. And then, then that shows like, oh my God, you know what? Having this guy around is, is useful in a sense, you know? Yeah. I mean? like, yeah. Like, having you is useful. Like having a clean camera on my shoulder. Like I'm shook a shooter, man. I'm not touching anything around. I'm moving anything. I'm not going to touch that ladder. With that attitude, it's not going to happen. Like you have to show that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, that's important. And I think it's, it's important. It just goes back to kind of some of the earlier points you touched on in marketing, you know, it builds that trust, which mm-hmm. just then makes them want to talk about you even more. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, what's one thing that has leveled up your business? Something that's taken it from zero to hundred. Uh, his name is Darcy Han Mahal. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> truly though, truly. I, I think like that's the thing like before when I was doing this on my own I didn't have anyone I could trust with also like the gear I was starting to invest in like with the clients like I think 
I think there's like a stat or a quote or something out there that says like the most successful like business partnerships that tend to work out are ones that are like uh, like either marriage or like romantic partnerships as well. Um, because there is like just that added level of like, we're really in this together, mm-hmm. right? Like he's not, as far as I'm concerned, he's not going out tomorrow and being like starting the like Darcy collective. Yeah. It's just like going across the street, like opening up shop. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's not trying to do that. So I think, no. I, I think it was like the biggest thing that leveled up was like even expanding that. Oh my goodness. Like this is something that is a possibility um, mm-hmm. that de- I definitely didn't have when I was doing it on my own. Also the gear. Also, yeah, to also me, the like, gear. I don't like go on too detailed, but gear is like the huge factor. Like, yeah. Being able to invest into more gear that gave us capacity to mm-hmm. say yes to bigger clients. Um, gear isn't everything, but there's certain kind of corporate like shoots or stuff for, for certain kinds of clients mm-hmm. you can't do without certain kind of gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I uh, used to assist for a commercial shooter and assist for a different um, architectural shooter back in Calgary when I lived there. And yeah, like most definitely, I mean, their gear was old and busted up, but it's still, it was still at that time, it would have been expensive to buy. And when they bought it, it was expensive because yeah, it just, it's good quality gear that will give you a certain look that you just can't get without. Um but yeah, I mean, that's something you work towards as a business owner. You, it's like a goal, it's right? Like rent like for what? Like you, about like in a shoot, like we imagine we're going to find a dollar a shoot and we spend like about $400 for just rental. Yeah, we and did addition, that. We like, did that a, a lot for a bit. Like we yeah. would, we would <clears throat> book shoots that we really wanted to get. Um, and like some, like I remember like we did one and like, it, it wasn't it wasn't a low like we we priced decently for what it was yeah. I think it was like a two thousand dollar shoot or something along those lines um and because we wanted to really start leveling up the kind of work that we were doing we were like okay so this is a two thousand dollar shoot we're probably going to spend fifteen hundred into gear that's going to level up the quality of this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm obviously couldn't charge them for the gear itself because that wasn't a part of the agreement and that they didn't need that, but we wanted to do that to continue leveling up our work. So I think that was the other part, like continuing to reinvent, uh, reinvest in ourselves in all the different ways um, has continued to prove beneficial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's all to do with um, giving the client a better, a higher satisfaction Mm-hmm. Um, just in everything that you deliver. And yeah, that's tough because you do have to kind of walk the line sometimes as a business owner with what you're making and what you're spending. Just yeah, we definitely to kind didn't of do that business. all the time. That was yeah, like- <laughs> no, no, me neither. I mean, I think that it's okay to do that mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, just to like really, you know, once a year, I feel like there should be at least one, even if it's just a really small client that you just kind of like, just go a little over the top for, just kind of test the waters, see, see what that's like. And yeah, I think that's important too. Yeah. hundred percent. And it, it's definitely, it's definitely a privilege to be able to be in the, the space where you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, as we started growing and getting busier, it was something that we were like, okay, we finally have the ability and the capacity to do this. So let's try. Like mm-hmm. now that we're comfortable 
how can we push ourselves? Yeah. Because I think like if you're still trying to get to the point of comfortable, then like I wouldn't, that would not be advice that I would recommend. <laughs> no. But if you're starting to feel like you're really comfortable and you're doing the same things over and over again and you're not growing, then that's when we start to like be like, okay, how can we push ourselves? What can mm-hmm. we do different? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think too, there's ways to do that without spending money. So you can still kind of pay rent and whatever else you need, but it, yeah, it does come with, um, yeah, exceeding expectations in a different way. Mm -hmm. So not just delivering your product super fast, like, you know, what can you do to spruce it up a little? Like, even for me, I like send little, like, thank you things to my clients. And I have um, tissue paper that is the same color of my brand, but I get it from the dollar store. And that was the best discovery <laughs> I ever it. had. I'm just like, this is perfect. It's on brand. And it costs like literally a dollar fifty for however many are in the bag, a ton, probably like 25 at least. <laughs> yeah. So uh you're a big fan of I'm, I'm huge stuff fan. like that. Thursday's just like, how can Innovation. we cut costs, be innovative, Innovation. not spend money? Like, let's go. Let's do yeah. It. The dollar store is a great place to start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any finishing thoughts, comments, advice to leave the listeners on? I said keep creating. Like, keep on creating. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. I'm yeah. with that. I feel like it gets hard sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, there is a business side and then there's the creative energy side. Yeah. Um, creators need to have the business side because without that, and I feel like we talked a lot about the business side, without that you have unhappy clients and you have messes that you have to fix. And that part, like neither of us went to business school. No. Like that has, I think the reflection of, the fact that we've had to learn so much from our clients itself, both like the good and the hard, um, I think it's a reflection of that, but also not to let the business stuff, like let us lose our creativity and our spark. And I think that's why like now we do the YouTube things and we are like brainstorming, like what we want to create for ourselves and like all the other stuff. Uh, So we don't forget like why we're doing it and what we enjoy about what we do. Like we never Mm -hmm. want to forget like you want to create for yourself us too, right? Like, yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, no, I love that. That's a really good little point to finish on. Um, so thank you so much, Jenny and Darcy. I really appreciate you taking the time today, answering all my questions. Um, I really appreciate it. Hopefully the listeners will too. I'm sure they will. So thanks so much. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for asking us to be on. Take care. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening in. Remember to check us out on Instagram at What the Business Podcast. See you at the next episode.